niggas who don't care. Fuck wow to all of my niggas who don't care. Fuck wow to all of my niggas who don't care. Fuck wow to all of my niggas who don't care. Fuck wow to all of my niggas who don't care. Fuck wow to all of my niggas who don't care. Fuck wow to all of my niggas who don't care. Fuck wow to all of my niggas who don't care. Fuck wow to all of my niggas who don't care. Fuck wow to all of my niggas who don't care. Fuck wow to all of my niggas who don't care. Fuck wow to all of my niggas who don't care. City Highlight, fastest game on earth. I'll be uh, stay tuned because uh, your boy might be making an appearance next season. If, uh, right. if everything goes, I'm, I'm putting in the paperwork to try to make it on the squad. And uh, I know TD's scared. I can see it. He's looking at me like, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, something just happened over here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was me that, dropping a uh, paper. Getting mad. Yeah. He's saying, getting mad. Really? He's like, bro, this guy, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. He just doesn't know I'm 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 in Maspingong, you know. Ooh, oh, yep. exactly what he said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're in uh, part two of the show, and uh, in this part of the show, we will have the uh, wonderful interview that we had. Very thankful for having Mellow Man Ace join us earlier. We'll yep. have that for you now uh, here shortly. It was a uh, really really good time. Spoke a lot of cool stuff, so I'm sure you guys will like that. But first, this this was this was a pretty big sports weekend. Yeah, Dolphins sucked it up. Mm-hmm. You know, you got playoff baseball, you got basketball on the cusp That's of right. starting. It's almost here. It's almost here, and then you had a big college football game. You had Canes against FSU. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, this one was a little lacking the excitement because the Canes coming in with their little turnover backpack and a little <laughs> turnover purse, and we weren't like too feeling like eh, we thought we were gonna run through them. But we'll talk about that in a in a minute. But at night, there was uh, kind of a big deal. There was uh, UFC 229 ended up uh, not disappointing. Uh, No, it did not. Okay, how many of you guys watched it? Like, did you watch it live or did you catch the... No, no? I drove the Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. Nice. I I watched it live. I'll say that. Um, So, (laughs) now, (laughs) it was that the headline, the big story was... uh, What's this guy's name? No, no, no. The the, the Russian dude. Khabib. Khabib. What's his first name, though? Khabib is his first name. Khabib? His last name is unpronounceable. Khabib. Khabib to kick huh? your ass. Khabib, Khabib unpronounceable. Yep, that's his name. <laughs> is that it? I thought he had a different name. Khabib no. kick your ass. That's Khabib, what his name yeah. is. All right. Maybe we should look that up. But anyway. Um, Khabib. Oh, yeah. Nurmagomedov. Yep. Look at that. Why? Why? why I mean, why'd you even try? What's his from? I thought he did pretty good. Khabib. <laughs> Kazakhstan? Norma- huh? huh? Kazakhstan, that's what you call it. Kazakhstan, number one exporter of potassium. Nah. <laughs> huh? He whooped his ass. Very nice. He whooped his Kazakhstan ass. <laughs> <laughs> All okay, seriousness, though. All seriousness, though. He he did his thing. He whooped his hey, ass. You know he, whooped, he whooped McGregor's ass, yeah. My man. brother, McGregor he knows how to cast. fight. Okay, Who's the mouth has a fat? <laughs> he has clock radio. <laughs> I don't have clock radio. I think <laughs> Conor McGregor is money hungry now, bro. Oh lord. I don't think I don't think he's going in there to fight anymore. He's like showboating. Okay, okay, okay. So McGregor, yeah. okay, hold on, hold on. McGregor he's goes sh- into showman. this fight. He's he's a showman, and I want to talk about that. But just to get it out of the way, McGregor ends up losing in the fourth round. Gets tapped out. First, he got laid out by a, a straight right. Yeah. And then uh, and then this guy gets behind him, yeah. rear naked choke, chokes him out. Taps out, and then this melee ensues afterwards. But we're gonna talk about the melee. But before the melee, yeah, you got to look at the the build up to this. You're you're saying this guy's a showman. I mean, he really he knows, like he's got to be the best thing for the sport. Yeah, you want this guy. How many Instagram followers does he have? Let me look that up. He's, he's about gotta have. He's like, about fifty million deep. Man, 
He's got to be, yeah. He got he gained a lot of followers after the the Floyd Mayweather. Fight. Yeah, he gained a lot of dollars dollars too, man. <laughs> uh-huh. He be, he became a, a a hundred millionaire after that fight. Yep, right? yep. Man, that's life changing. Apparently, dude. he was only worth like ten million before that fight. Bro, I would gladly take an ass whooping from Floyd Mayweather for a hundred million dollars. Yeah, gladly. Yeah, it might no. die, but yeah, the I don't no- give a shit. The notorious MMA. He's yep. got to be the most followed MMA guy. He's got twenty eight point yeah, yeah. three million followers. Oh, I was close. Pretty decent. Twenty eight point three point something. I'm gonna follow. Yeah, he has to there be the go. most. There you go. He's got to be the most. His followed. his pages and and is is he has good content. He actually has a bourbon now that a Scotland scotch scotch and bourbon is the same, right? They're both whiskeys, but yeah, it's a whiskey then. Yeah, yeah I know nothing about that. Yeah, he has his own line. Well, he's got almost five million uh, likes on the picture that he posted after well, he, he lost. He says we yeah. lost the match, but won the battle. The war goes on. Yeah. So, and he's got like a black eye and he's holding a drink. And I guarantee he's saying the battle was the money. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> For sure. Now, okay, so the guy, he's such a good hype man. You know, he's a guy who, who gets everybody excited. He sells the fight. You know, like watching those press conferences and the way and he's like, you fucking pussy. You know, and he's doing his own little thing. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? And, uh, you know, he... he you really feel for the guy. Like you want to root for him. I I was hoping he'd knock out um what's his name uh, Mayweather, Mayweather just because I hate Mayweather. Oh, Harriet, sweet Harriet. You know he's doing his whole little <laughs> thing. Um, but uh, <laughs> you have a, but he has a documentary that's really nice too. Yeah, it, his story is pretty good too. Yeah. Like he was like a nobody, uh-huh. got a little job. He's his wife is like the is his girl that he's been with his whole life Supported or something like him that. Ride or die. Support ride or die. That's like, what's up, man. Yeah, so so good, and he made a buku amount of money. Like he's up to, I think they were talking about him being like a billionaire MMA fighter or something no, like that. No, they, he made over. He's a hundred millionaire. He's not. A yeah, he's up over that. But they're saying the way he was going and the way he sells himself. Oh, oh like yeah, how long yeah. till he gets? If he would have stayed undefeated, yeah. yeah. But he's I mean, lost. There's his only last so many two. times he could fight Mayweather. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so he he gets. Yeah, he's he's just still the intern. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going, bro. Ah, fuck, man. You're missing the timing. It has to be be organic. It's because you're not doing it. You haven't played a single sound the whole show. Okay, that's bullshit, first of all. I've played like eight sounds. (laughs) It has to be organic. It has, exactly. Damn it. Just move it along. Your songs per per episode ratio is dropping. Move it along. What were we talking about? Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor getting his ass beaten. Oh, that guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, that guy makes a lot of money. Now, we'll fast forward now to the fight. So this melee breaks out right off the bat. If yeah. you haven't seen it, you got to go on our Facebook page. We posted a video. You can watch the whole thing. What's your reaction without saying anything? Do you do what with everything that happened afterwards? Do you think it, it was, was it was warranted? Warranted? Yeah. Do you think Con- uh, who who ends up looking bad in your eyes? Who's the, the winner looking? looks bad. The what? Yeah. The winner. He, Khabib, okay. if he could have handled it with class. At the same time, his actions, what he did, was warranted. McGregor came after his family verbally, came after his religion verbally, yeah. and before all that, he actually almost injured and put a kill to kill people when he threw that chair into the bus. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's the the incident that happened a few months ago in Brooklyn yes. that he got arrested. He got for. a slap threw, on the hand. Yeah, he threw a dolly. I heard he was shadow boxing with the the, the police officers in the at the oh, precinct yeah. and everything. Yeah, it was just <laughs> a joke. And but yeah, fighters got injured. People in his team got injured and stuff like that. Um, now, one would say, Gus, what do you think? 
I think he, I, I think he crossed the line by going into the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like fucking Malice at the Palace. Yeah. It, it reminded me of that. Yeah, Ron Artest was trending that night. Oh, really? Yeah. That's were, really funny. People were, tre- were posting that. Yeah, man. Like, you, you don't go into the crowd. I don't care who's in there. You, you know, if you want to fight that guy, you meet him outside or some shit. What are you doing? Catch but, me outside. How about that? Exactly. There's like civilians in there, man. Even though the, the guy that he attacked yeah. is also a trained fighter. You know, he's a jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There's a, plenty of civilians around them, and that could have gotten injured, and that's exactly. not cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think uh, as since we are members of the media, mm-hmm. and where he jumped over, it was into a media area with the, the and also his team area. Oh yeah. I don't think that there was the direct fans were in the midst of it, but they were close enough. Yeah. And you run a risk. I I do agree that I think the whole action of jumping now, after he knocked this guy out, I don't know if you saw it. So after or after this guy taps out, first thing he does. He goes over and he spits it's on, on him. McGregor. So he spits on McGregor. Then that he goes and he turns around. He throws like his mouthpiece at the other side. And obviously he starts smiling off of the people. And then he just whoop right over the wall and goes yep. into the crowd. Does that flying kick to the guy's face. Okay. It was cool to see. It was like, cool I'm not going to lie. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? It was entertaining. It was good and bad. It was good and bad for MMA. But as, as, as like me, we've been at MMA fights and yeah. we've sat right there. Last thing I want is some fucker to like be pissed off at the other guy, jump over, elbow me in the process of trying to hit somebody else. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, you know, somebody can that, That's a different what the fuck than the, yeah. the, the first one that I was excited about. Yeah, I'm be, getting in the baby, oh, what is it? The fetus position. Bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I'm like, oh, man, don't hit <laughs> me. You know? And Khabib could have got hurt, too. That would have been so awkward if oh, he yeah, would have jumped is. over there and, oh, yeah. and tore his ACL yeah. because yep. he's... Now... Now the there was other stuff that happened. So so this all happens. You know he's outside. He's fighting a guy. Blah, blah. Meanwhile, some of uh, Khabib's people jump into the ring, and yes. one of them Suck pops McGregor, and yep. another one comes from behind and like two pieces of him and tries to hit him. Now this is a guy who just got put choked through the out. ringer. Yeah. Yeah. He just got choked out. Like this guy's body's got to be in so much pain right now because the adrenaline's wearing off. Even though this melee's happening, mm-hmm. but you just took a beating, bro. And now people are taking cheap shots at you. Yeah. Like, that's just fucked up, bro. From behind, too. Yeah, man. from behind, Fuck from whatever. Yeah, like, you, you're going into his, you know, you're going into his territory, getting yeah. into the ring, and you're trying to take a shot at him. Like, man, that's just fucked up. And are you cleaning is, the house over here, bro? This is what I said was warranted. No, I told, <laughs> her, that, I told her that my stomach was hurting. Oh, so okay. I um, <laughs> TD is. This is why oh, I said it was TD's warranted. TD's new nickname is Stink. Because <laughs> yeah, you guys don't know because I'm oh, I'm over here doing it so well that I'm stinking up the place. <laughs> but nah, seriously though. Maybe you shouldn't have eaten meat, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But go, my, ahead, go, ahead, my, go ahead, go ahead. That's my uh, what's that guy name from uh, T- Looney Tunes? Uh, t- oh, Tasmanian, Tasmanian Devil. Devil. That's me. Um, so seriously though, it was I felt like it was warranted. Conor McGregor, this this has been coming to him for the past four years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a bully. He's also an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets away with a lot of his antics. Yep. And never... Yeah, slap on the head. He never got approached about it. Yeah. Now, he got his ass whipped, mm-hmm. spit it on, and I'm sure got motherfuckered in the, Russian, <laughs> yeah. his, the guy's language. And his team, Mother Khabib... Was like, look, we about to back you up on this because of what yeah. all that shit he did. This is the best way to end someone's career. I mean, in like how uh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey career got ended, and yeah. she played victim. Yeah, yeah. That shit still pisses me off. Now I can guarantee you, Conor McGregor will try to play victim to this situation because he got sucker punched. 
you know, he didn't. I don't think he will. No, because he's already talking about a rematch. Yeah, he yeah he's talking about a rematch. a rematch, but I guarantee you, leading up to the rematch, he's going to play victim to make himself not the bad not. guy. I hope not. I don't know. I mean, that could that's a possibility. But I think going back to what you were saying about being warranted, yeah, I think it's warranted if you talk shit, but that's if Gus and I were going at it. If Gus was talking a lot of shit about my mm-hmm. religion, my family, something, I'd be like, Gus, shut the fuck up. You know, I'll, I'll hit him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I would attack him for it. And I'd be like, no, but, yo, like, you're an athlete. And again, you're an athlete. I'm sure you've been in some hostile environments when you were on the road where people were talking shit to you. Basketball players get shit talked to them all the time. Yeah. Football players get shit thrown at them. I've been at games where people get shit. I was at the, the FSU uh, UM game a couple years ago here in Miami, and it was a bad call that went against the Canes. People were throwing shit all over the fucking uh, – all over the field. I remember that year. I remember that year, yeah. Yeah, so there's... These are athletes. They're not... This isn't a new environment to them that somebody talks shit about them or somebody say, Zinedine Zidane, same thing. Like, you know better, bro. Like, yo, he says it about my mom. Why the fuck you that about him, man? This speaks about your character. It's a line. You could talk about a person's game. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you can't punch. You're not a good ground fighter. You can't kick. Yeah. And it's a coming at a person's religion, family, those are off limits. To it, Those are things that you don't have to bring into the sport. I, 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 I believe agree. that, and I, I agree. agree, but I think that... It's no buts. Because, you can't but it. No, I, no, no. I think that I agree that it shouldn't be brought into it, but I don't believe that everybody abides by that. I believe not. that there's there's going to be guys that are going to get under your skin. I'm sure you met yeah. some playing in the NFL. There was some dirty players that you're like, man, what's the shit that's coming out of that guy's mouth? Like, and that's, that's how the do these guys keep their cool? And that person's an asshole. Yeah. He's so an asshole. I think there's going to be guys like uh, McGregor who are going to try to get under your skin and say shit. But you got to know that this is it doesn't matter how you, it, it's not personal, man. Like it's a fucking you're trying to build up a thing. He's going to say shit to you. When you go and get in your head. Yeah, he's he's he wins that part, you yeah. know, and you can't yeah, you can be upset and everything like that, but man, like it, it, the person who if, did it best was Muhammad Ali. Yeah, he talked he a did lot it with, of shit. He, he did it with class. Yeah. yeah. But it, but it goes back to this. This guy is getting paid a bunch of money to fight this other guy, right? Mm-hmm. So he's gonna expect shit to be said and he can't take any of that shit personal because that's the guy trying to get on his skin. Mm-hmm. Gus and I are not getting paid anything, but Gus starts getting under my skin, I'm gonna be mad, I'm gonna pop him off. Or it's just like if I start saying, Gus, man, you're yeah. so stupid. They have right? to build Gus up Gus is gonna get pissed off, yeah. he's gonna hit me and he's you're like, not we don't build, got nothing. You and Gus are not building yeah. up for nothing. They're exactly. building up to the fight. They so need to be the, yeah. the You gotta be able to separate that shit. So on that aspect, I don't give a fuck what he said. You know, I don't care if he said your mother, your sister, your brother, your dad, your country, your everything. Bro, no, man. Not like, my dog, though. That's where I draw the well, Yeah, my <laughs> dog, yeah. You fuck. But, I will punch babies see, if you talk Khabib shit about my dog, is, you know? Khabib is different from Floyd different Mayweather. Culture, I guess. Because he takes his religion as serious as his yeah. fighting game. Yeah. And he takes his family as serious. So those those are off limits. Yeah, and he you, didn't participate in any of the shit talking about Yeah, he just like kept quiet. In the build up to the fight. Yeah, he just kept I get quiet. that. But even more so, if you didn't participate in any of it, then you should know that, yo, this is just mind games. Don't fucking give into it. And definitely don't jump into a crowd and attack the guy as, as warranted as it might be. Like, that part was just, to me, I was like, man, like, I still think he was the better fighter. Yes. He was the better. Oh, yes. The, yes. The, everything he won. But now you're jeopardizing your purse because you're going to get fined probably yeah. for this. Um, you're jeopardizing your title. You're not even it's not even sure if he's going to get it. Well, he got it. He got it. He, got it? he, he won it. the fight. Okay. He, but, they, uh, uh, they already, he posted a picture of himself with the belt, okay. and he made a joke if saying... I, um, if I miss... Go ahead. Go, he made a joke saying, oh, Dana White, uh, lucky for you, you sent me my belt because I know where you park your car, or some it's, shit like it's, that. But, and yeah. it, speaking of Dana White, too, because they kind of babied McGregor. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, yeah he's they, the money count. Yeah, he's the money exactly. count. Yeah. At the same time, you know, it's you have to you have to give credit what credit's due. The guy beat his ass. I feel like Dana White should not come after Khabib's purse. It was an emotional act, mm-hmm. and Khabib history. Well, it's not up to Dana White. That's up to the, the commission. Las Vegas yeah, yeah, commission. Yeah, commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. Man, but if Dana White really cares about his athletes, he'll he'll cough up that person. He'll be like, yeah, we'll take care of that. We know you were a stand up guy. You know we got the emotions the best of you. No, but next you, fight, but you're just condoning don't do this that though. You're condoning it's, that. No, yeah, in a way, you're, you're because now the next guy will do is like, hey, but why you why you cover for him and you don't cover for me? No, I lost should, my it should, mind it momentarily. Be a, it, it's not like he's gonna put it out in the public. It's just, it's just hey. Maybe, yeah, okay. I'm gonna sit in the room still, with you. People find out though. People yeah, people find, find out, out and, and it'll travel. Yeah. I think I don't. I, now people were talking about, oh, this is a black guy for the sport. No, nah, this is this a, is, like, this great. This is what UFC yeah. is. This is why it's more popular than boxing. Tyson's yep. did this, so much shit for boxing, bro. Yeah, like he, yeah. he was an asshole, but people well, still wanted to watch him. People fight. People want to see that because. Bunch of crazy people beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, they, that's the, the kind man. of it's shit they fight. want to see. Yeah. It's yeah. a fight. You expect yeah. this at a fight, a big brawl at a fight. I'm exactly. saying I've always been more the boxing over MMA guy, but with every new MMA uh, big pay-per-view and every new fight that happens, I get more and more like, damn, like, you know, watching this, I'm just like, shit, this was fun. This yeah. was like crazy. And, and then all the fun. shit that happens afterwards and the shit that happened in the first fight where, uh, was it? Uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Lewis? Um... Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. I, I love that guy. So man. this guy's getting uh, his ass kicked the whole fight yeah. by this big fucking. Uh, they call him the Russian Drago, the new yeah. Drago, whatever. And this <laughs> that's kind of fu- redundant. Well, the yeah, Russian Drago. The Russian Drago. <laughs> anyway, Drago's beating the shit out of this dude. Now this dude's just absorbing shit and getting his ass kicked, and he's just got a little bit left in the tank just for one last haymaker. Yeah. And he waits to like less than ten seconds to go in the fight in the last round. Like he's got nothing. He's lost every round. This is this is a gimme. And all of a sudden, this guy pulls off just this beautiful haymaker and just crushes Crushes this guy's face, knocks him out, wins the fight. And then what you get right after in the post-match interview with, um, what's this guy's name? Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan. Rogan. Coming Mm -hmm. onto the stage. Like, it's got to be one of the most... It's just one of the most beautiful things I've ever it seen. Gold. You know, it was just, great. <laughs> it was the great. memes, the memes on social media. Are, oh, oh my god! <laughs> and and if you haven't seen it, you gotta watch it. I'm not gonna do it justice by repeating it, but I'll just give you the first quote, which was, uh, he is as soon as the interview starts, he's taking off his fighting trunks and he goes down into his underwear and he puts on I think something else. Yeah. And then uh, the guy's like, All right, "What's going on here?" And he's like. My balls were hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's the saying. His balls are hot. Yeah. My balls are hot. That's got to be the best line this year. Yeah. That's got That's 2018 right there. My balls were hot. My yeah. balls were hot. And then and when he asks him about the fight, he says, well, first of all, Donald Trump called me and he told me to beat this Russian's ass. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Because cause Putin them talking that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's dropping it. And then he goes, he says, America in this hole. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he he's right now he's a fan favorite. In, in oh the my name, god, man. I love yeah. this guy. I, Wait, they already uh, announced his next fight. Uh, yeah, Cormier, Cormier against Daniel Cormier. Daniel yeah, Cormier. Cormier, yeah. Cormier. I mean, I don't know too much. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a big MMA guy, but I know that Cormier is a much more trained fighter. And yeah. this guy, he still he even says he's like, man, saying, I need to work on my cardio. Yeah, yeah. I'm too gas. He's like maybe in a couple weeks or a week or a couple weeks, I can go on your show and you know smoke some weed with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the crazy thing about it too, my my agent Malky Kawa represents that guy. Oh, oh yeah? bro, yeah. Hook him up, bro. Get him on here. And oh, yeah. also too, he represents Jones Bones. Oh. 
And no, I want the other guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I can I can talk to my agent to see if he can give us a, a teaser, man. Hell yeah, man! That guy, uh, yeah, and. We can. I, I don't want to dissect this whole. Sp- you gotta watch it, bro. Yeah. Watch it and thank because it's like the best one minute fifty seven second video that you'll see all day today. I promise it, man. Yeah. Watch the uncensored version because you got the one with all the bleeps <laughs> is funny, but yes, the the Putin comment. The he's talking about being gassed and you know he's got to work on his cardio and all. Like everything so was good. just so fucking good. So props to that guy. That shit was like so so good. Anyway, um. So yeah, that's our MMA talk right there. I think yeah. then, you know we, we 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 hit the we hit the ring right there. That's right. Now, before we get to Mellow Mayonnaise here, I want to briefly touch on the uh, Hurricanes FSU game this weekend. Yep, it's kind of exciting. Um, well, not really. I think the buildup this year going into the game was uh, as low as it's been, and maybe as, as far as I can remember, because of the the situation. You know, the uh, is FSU sucking. FSU sucking, but. I said it on the show last week, and I said, you know, I'm not going to discount FSU. They're our rival. Yeah. We tend to play down to our competition sometimes. Yep. And most importantly, even when we were bad, we always felt like we gave them a fight. So I wasn't going to just put it past FSU. And, and they came out, man. Boys yeah. came out to play. We spotted them. We spotted we them points. We spotted them points. Wasn't looking good. Mm-hmm. It was looking kind of bleak. Yep. And then. Uh, 20 to 7 at one point or something like that. Yeah. Pretty yep. bad, yeah. And then all of a sudden, we figured and it then out. They figured it out. Nicosi Perry threw some dimes, bro. He threw three yeah. beautiful, was it third, second half touchdowns? I mean, and they mm-hmm. were all just. If we had oh. Rose's year in there, we would have lost 38 to 0. You know what? <laughs> I. Bro, he would have right, played scared the rest of the game, man. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That was the right. best choice. Oh, that was the best <laughs> choice. <laughs> that was the best choice putting. Uh, and Cozy Perry. And the Cozy Perry as the starting quarterback now. Because all yeah. that does is give us a, a fighting chance every week. Yeah. Man, that would have sucked if we would have lost that. It's nice bro. to yeah. know that we have that guy for the next two, three years. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's only going to get better. He's yeah. going to have to stay. He's not He's not polished enough to even think about going to the NFL. No, he right. has to stay all four years. He yeah. has to get thicker, and he has to make his game a little bit more dynamic as a runner. Yeah. Because, you know, he can run. Mm-hmm. He can throw. If he can show that he's a runner, he can make himself a Heisman Trophy candidate just yeah. because they know he can throw the ball. Yep, it was 27-7, to seven, and we came back and pulled it off to the three second-half touchdowns at 28-27. I swear so, to God, I was, I, was, I was so mad watching that game. See, I was, I was mad. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was a little mad and frustrated, but at the same time, I was like, man, you know, like I feel like we've been trying to say the U is back, the U is back, the U is back yep. every year. You know, last year the Notre Dame game, then you know the uh, what was the the FSU game, everything, all, all that stuff. We want to say it, but we play down to the level. We we yeah. we still play down. Although I, I do think that the U part three, whenever it comes out, uh-huh. is gonna start last season. You think so? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But Rick, yeah, I think the it's, the foundation was being built the yeah. first year. Yeah. The, those type of games are important going late into the season. Mm-hmm. Like us pulling off those games against an opponent that that's a rival. A p- opponent mm-hmm. that's clearly not good that this year that lost to almost to Sanford. Yeah, and 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 I, I saw a meme saying that oh it's clear that Sanford is better than University of Miami. Miami. I said yeah. get the hell out of here. Yeah. So <laughs> you know it's Mark Rick loves and hates these type of games. Yeah, because obviously it shows that we are not as good as we thought we were, but we, we can battle. Mm-hmm. But we can battle 
mm-hmm. and and go through adversity and figure out the way to win. Yeah, these games yeah. are great learning moments. Very, especially for the quarterback position. Yeah. Especially for the quarterback position. Yeah. It builds his confidence. It builds his mm-hmm. confidence. And when we're going, now we're about to get deep into the conference, we have to figure it out and be more consistent. Man, well, the part of the Canes, the aspect of their game that bothers me the most is their special teams. Yeah. Man, special teams are so bad. Yeah, yeah. And what I think I said that last week or a couple of weeks back that that can be the difference maker against FIU. I think I said that. That could be the difference yeah. maker against FIU. So, it, it's... I'll tell you, you know what I said during our NFL segment. A win is a win is a win. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now I will say this though. I I think one thing that I haven't heard many people talk about that I'm really happy to see. You know, in a way, almost more than the three touchdowns and the way that the team came back was how we were able to close out the game finally at the end. Yeah. You know, we were able to keep driving the ball, get those first downs, and get into a victory formation at the end of the game. You know. We mm-hmm. killed the clock. We, we, we got the first downs that we needed. We got the runs that we needed. The play calling was right, and we converted when we needed to so that the last minute of the game, minute and a half, was just kneel it and celebrate. You know, victory formation, everybody's yeah. favorite formation. Yep. And it, it, as, as, as exciting as it is to go down to a last play on a one-point game or something like that, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. I like the peace of mind yeah. of knowing that, you know, because that says something about the offense. That says something about – the character of the team, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Travis Homer getting those yards late in the game, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had 21 carries. I was looking at it here. Let me see. 21 carries for 70 yards. Dallas as well. Dallas, yep. Dallas he had his yeah, 10 Dallas for 31. Game, man. So that's the kind of stuff I wanted to see, and, and I was very happy seeing. I th- and I think that gets overlooked. Everybody's talking about Perry bringing the team back, the three touchdowns, the, the comeback. But the way that we closed out the game, the, 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 and we ate that clock at the end there, and just that last drive, we didn't give them a chance mm-hmm. at all. That's what I like to see. That's wanna, that's what's impressive. I want to see more out of Cager. Yeah. Yes, man. because he's you know we lost Richards. Yeah, man. Uh, for, Richards. He, he can't play anymore football Don't due to neck him, injury. Yeah. Uh, so these guys got to step up. Mm-hmm. And Cage, you know he's Cager. I'm sorry, he's he's a big he's dude, six, man. Four, six, five, bro. Yeah. Big frame. Yep. And they have to they have to figure out a scheme to to make him play well. I think his issue is confidence. Yep. Once your conf- once his confidence gets to the point that he feels like he can do anything, he's going to be out there jumping over everybody's head. Yep. Yeah. And I think if they get that if they get that issue fixed at the end of the season, like going into the playoffs, mm-hmm. oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, he's going to be it's going to be hard for teams to scheme him. Yeah. Now looking ahead for the for the Canes here real quick, uh, at UVA next at Virginia up in uh, mm-hmm. Charlottesville. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's tough, man. That's yep. tough. It's tough. Yeah. Then at Boston College for the next game after that. It. Yep. Twenty six. Yep. And before coming home, they only have two home games left. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't caught a got a chance to see mm-hmm. your Canes up in person, that's gonna be tough here. So their next what is this six games? They got two home games and four four four, four road away. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do we have at home? Virginia Tech? No, we have Duke. We still have to go to Blacksburg. That's always tough. Oh, Duke and Pitt, right? Duke and Pitt. Okay. Yep, we got oh. that. Duke is, uh, you know, game three. Well, it's not two. It'll be November 3rd, almost a month from now. That's the next home game. And then Damn. Pitt, November 24th. Like, when my guy Tory came on the show uh, three weeks back, mm-hmm. and he mentioned that his concern about Miami is playing away. 
when we play because, away, yeah. we are a whole different team. Yeah. When we play home, we play with the swag. I I just hope Coach Rick is preaching that to the players that we have to bring the same mentality that we have at the Hard Rock Stadium to sure. every other stadium throughout the entire season. For sure. Mm-hmm. When you look at all those uh, championship level team, hurricane teams, yeah, and and whenever they went on the road, they were the same. They was the badass same team. dudes, you same know. Same team. Yeah. Same team. Yeah, man. It's it's just tough, man. Charlottesville, then Boston College, then home against Duke, but then. The last three, tough, bro. At Georgia Tech and dealing with that offense, that triple option, 16, that crazy shit that they do. Discipline is going to be very important that game. Discipline is going to be very important. Tuning out the noise. If if we go through the first three games and we don't lose, Mm -hmm. then going into that Georgia Tech game will be, what, 8-1. and The crowd's going to be excited to try to upset us because we're the most hated and most loved team. You know, people love to hate us. Exactly. So... Going into that game, that could be tough. And then it only gets tougher after that seven days later at Blacksburg. You said eight and two. We only lost one game, right? No, I'm saying if we, if yeah, we've only lost one. If we okay. get to that game, we'll be eight and one. Okay. Sorry, I made it if I said eight and two. Yeah. We'll be eight and one if we win the next three. Going at Georgia Tech. Then nine, if we win that, nine and one at Virginia Tech, which is that. And then the last game of the season at home to close out the season against Pitt, the revenge game from last revenge season, game, yeah. you know, which is also tough. That's so right. there's a lot of adversity left on this and if we struggled with FSU but we take take the positives we struggled but we got the win yeah. we finished the game strong yep. and we came back when yep. we needed to come back yep. so build off of that and hopefully the Canes will be you know we'll, we'll, that, we'll have that Georgia Tech for. and Pitt game are the scariest games yeah I, Virginia Tech always trips I, me I, out I, man I, I, Blacksburg is a, t- is, is a crazy place man they, they, just yeah. a crazy fucking place I, and I, the one thing I don't like about that game is because we gotta go to Blacksburg yeah. I agree uh, I think we can pull that off. Yeah. Just because we're going to play at a higher level. When we go to Pitt, when we go to Georgia Tech, I can see us sleeping those two games. Yeah. But we got to make sure we're ranked at least five Yeah. the last two games of the year. Well, yeah. no, it, it, honestly, it doesn't matter. If we went out and then we beat Clemson in the ACC championship game, we're in one of the spots. I don't. That's not uh, we're, As a one-loss team that beats Clemson when it counts, I think we're in as, in one of the spots. Nope, because Notre Dame is playing well. I know Notre Dame is playing well, but I, I still feel good about our chances. Okay. That, I, I, that's I feel the discussion good. later on. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get closer. Let's yeah. just see, because a lot can change. Notre Dame can fuck up, and, yeah. and who yeah. knows what can happen. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's time, man. I, I want to I wanna get to uh, – I think we got somebody on the line over here that we want to talk to. Why All right. We, why yeah. don't we get to that? Let's get huh? to it. All right, all right. We – Man, I'm excited about this. This is actually uh, something very cool that I've been uh, wanting to do for a long time. We are joined. Yeah. This is, uh, there's no mentirosa here. This is all about <laughs> the real right now. We are joined. La Susia ain't here. La Susia's <laughs> not here, but, you know, we are joined today by Mellow Man Ace. That's what's The up. one and only Mellow. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, man, it's a pleasure to be on the show, man. How's it going? Oh, going good, good. And, you know, let me just get this out of the way. Is it Mellow? You like going by Mellow, or should I call you Ace? I don't know, man. I'm a little, you know. Just want to be sure I get Mellow the, the, fine. Mellow is what it is. All yeah. Right, that's what's up. All right. <laughs> do, you, do you eat at Mellow Mushrooms? <laughs> Mellow Mushrooms. I prefer, no, I prefer Mr. Ambassador Ace. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Not to be confused with Hoodie Mellow. Not to be confused with that. That's right. That's oh, a Mellow Mushrooms. Correct, correct, <laughs> correct. Now, so just anybody, uh, in case, uh, for those that are listening, you know, be sure to follow our man Mello here on Instagram and Twitter at MelloManAce. That's Mello underscore man underscore ace on Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to give him a follow. Um, 
Mel, thank you again. Once so much, thank you again so much for joining us. We wanted to talk a little baseball. I know you're out in LA, but before we even get into that, man, like you know, Gus and I here, we're Miami guys. We were born and raised down here. TD the same. Now TD is a former yeah. NFL player. He's a Super Bowl champion. You know, so he's he's big time over here. I'm not but, big time. But <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> thank you for the compliment, though. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he is. You want a you want a Super Bowl ring back with the the Colts in '06. Gus and I, we don't got any rings. You know, we, we wow. I want a fantasy football, but you know that's about it. <laughs> Uh, man, ask him, can I borrow $20, man? Hey, man. We try. Hey, I, I got you, bro. I got to be in L.A. in November, so just I meant, make sure I meant you pick to me say up from the airport. 20, oh, I meant no, to say 20000 <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, but, you know, we grew up here. No and, doubt. And, you know, you're, back when you came out and you came out on the scene in 1990, you know, with uh, with that song, Mentirosa, like, to, it's still, it's still, a, a banger down here at any club you go to you'll still hear it played on any given night yeah it's it's how does that feel wow. like to know that your 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 music has like you know just transcended so long and to know that it's still you know people still listen to it, like yo it's still a jam you know yeah yeah well you know first and foremost i i'm one of the lucky ones i always tell people because i got a classic record under my belt and it happened about 15 years ago when it went from just, you know, another song to being considered a classic and spun on all the radio stations that still play that that era, 1990s music and whatnot. So for me, it's like it's like winning the Super Bowl and winning the MVP all in the same game. Nice. You know, because before that record, there was nobody doing it like that. And, and it set the standard for a lot of people to have jobs, a lot of rappers and MCs to get in the door. And so, you know, man, for me now looking at it, I just say, you know, I was at the right place at the right time, you know, for, for, to spearhead that myself and guys like, you know, General on his end, mm -hmm. guys like Vico C that were in Puerto Rico and their records didn't go as global as mine. And I think it just, you know, it's just a, a complete blessing. You know what I mean? Like I still am working and stayed working all these years because of that particular record. Now, yeah. there was a lot of great songs on that Escape from Havana album, but I think people gravitated to that one most because it did so much for the Latino race and as a whole. No, for sure, for sure, and especially down here. And you know, I'm I'm of Cuban descent. Gus over here, he's a Nicaraguan descent. Uh, so it, it's resonated with all the, the different cultures and the different, you know, countries that we got here represented. But you mentioned, you, you said it opened the doors for a lot of people. Like, how do you feel like knowing that you were a pioneer for a lot of these Hispanic hip hop artists and everybody that came after you, you know, like you, you look on TV, there's no channel you can turn to right now. You don't see Pitbull somewhere, you know, he's always <laughs> Mr. 305 and everything, but he's for very right. proud of his Cuban roots. But to know that, you know, you were one of the pioneers, you know, I mean, he's got to have you as an influence. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, you know what? I, I really don't know. I've never met Pitbull. I don't know. But for me, it just feels over, not overwhelming, but just like I feel like I'm in a category that, you know, goes up there with like, the like you know, Grandmaster Flash and yep. guys mm -hmm. like those who were pioneering something, you know. And I'm not saying that I'm as great as those guys by no means or anything like that. I'm just saying that that's kind of like the parallel that I take to it. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a cool Herc almost for Latinos. Uh, I, I just say, you know what? I'm like the Roberto Clemente. What Roberto Clemente <laughs> was to baseball, 
I I became that for Latino rappers, you know what I mean? And yes. and that for me is the easiest way to say it. But by no way am I comparing myself to those guys' legacies or or greatness or anything. But in my own right, um, only I'm saying that you know in my own right, if I had to explain it some kind of way, yeah. So that's you know, great, that's actually a great comparison, man. Yeah, I like the Roberto Clemente. I got my yeah. Pirates hat, you know? Yeah, for real. <laughs> I, I definitely Yeah, because we sort of, I broke the color barrier, if you will, in hip-hop with that. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and so at that time, it was, uh, there was Puerto Ricans doing it, you know, in the Bronx and, and when they started out in the 70s. But nobody really said, hey, I'm proud to be Latino or I'm proud to be Cuban and put that as part of the forefront of what their overall thing was. Yeah, and I I recently met Mr. Sick um, of the Mean Machine uh, accidentally. I was looking for him for 28 years, wow. and I finally found him because his cousin threw up a post of me giving it up to him as being the first place where I heard Spanish rap when he did the little little part in a song called "The Disco Dream" on Sugar Hill Records in '81. And so I was just paying it forward, but when I met him. He said, man, and when I saw your record come out in the 90s, I said to myself, finally, somebody picked up the torch and kept running with it and added on to it. So That's it was sad. a big deal for me to have a hip-hop pioneer like Mr. Schick of, of the Mean Machine give it up to me like that. And that's kind of when I knew, like, my my forefathers were proud of me. That's what's up, man. Now, a lot of people don't know that... Um Send Dog from Cypress Hill is your brother, correct? Yeah, that's my blood brother. That's Came awesome. from Cuba together, argued yeah. over the blanket in the 70s, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all had those moments. Yeah. So how did yeah. you guys How did you guys uh, come up in the hip-hop world together? That's crazy you both made it. Well, I mean, it's a trip because when I was ready to do it big, he was more content with, you know, sticking to my dad's program to get a job after school and go to work and do all that. Whereas I was more, I was the younger brother. So I was a little bit more defiant and had more leeway maybe um, to just go for mines. So what happened was my pops kicked me out of the house for not keeping a job because I believe in myself so much. And then Sandog saw what was going on when I went with DJ mugs up to delicious vinyl and got the deal. And then I tried to bring Sand and be real over there but Muggs had other ideas for them. And so my own brother didn't be, didn't come with me to that deal. He instead stayed back and became part of Cypress Hill, which, you know, it's all great and dandy. We all made it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But looking at the parallels of what it was, for those people who don't understand why my brother's not with me, but he's with Cypress Hill, that's why. Gotcha. Cool, man. So right. when are we going to get you out here in Miami, bro? There's plenty of throwback shows. That happen all the time. Well, well, hey, plug me in. Plug <laughs> me in because I, I'd love to come out and, and get busy one time for Miami. It's been a long time. Now, I'll tell you, it's a, the I music scene it. down here has gotten real big. I mean, it's always been big, but I think the Hispanic scene has gotten real big. Like, now there's so many different Spanish, just like strictly Spanish, the hip-hop stations and everything like that down here. You're finding a, a whole new renaissance in that. Like, I, how do you, like, you know, how does it feel knowing when you were doing it back in the day, being the only one, like you said, and being the first one to, to really, you know, embrace the country and, you know, putting Cuba on the map and not just being a rapper, but being a, you know, a Latino rapper to seeing how abundant it is now. And I mean, are you, obviously that's got to make you feel good, right? 
Well, yeah, it makes me feel good. Absolutely. I mean, that's why we did it. You know, that's why we made those records and we broke that ground. And, and, and when most guys were rapping, you know, like the Beastie Boys or Tribe Called Quest and you had the Jungle Brothers, I, I kind of just said, you know what? If I'm going to be different, then bring my Cuban ethnicity into it um, and, and put on the Guayavera with the Panama hat and do it like that so that you could be different from everybody else. Yeah. And what happened was, lo and behold, you know, the, the public gravitated to that, the Latinos especially, and, and they, they felt like they had something of their own within the culture. And so for me, it's just like, it's it's really just like another day at the office nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, because it doesn't make me a dollar just because I was that guy. You know what I mean? I work because I have a classic. A lot of people don't remember the backstory, but it's a trip when I see um, other, it's a good trip. I should say when I see guys like how they blended it with, with the Caribbean thing and creatives that get thrown from it. Cause I feel like, Reggaeton is a cousin of the Spanish rap that mm. we was doing in the bilingual. It's it's almost like a straight son, like a father and there's a son and then there's a grandson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which yeah. is still something else to come. And if you look at it in that kind of way, you you can you can see how it's evolved, the evolution of it, and what the future of it might become. And so and so for me, I, I just look at it like it's a blessing because. I didn't know that we were setting that kind of a standard. Now I knew we had something that was going to last, but 28 years later, you have young Latino kids in Argentina or Costa Rica and they wake up and they say, I want to rap like that. Nice. Whereas a day, there was a day in time when I woke up and said, I had to create this. There was no blueprint. Yeah. You see, so it, it's, it's, it's a great trip, man. It's a great trip. Um, and I just wish that a lot more people would, you know, um, would realize what it is, where it came from. And as long as we keep waking them up and, and reminding them that we're going to be just fine going into the future of it. So, yo, Melo, now you made a, a comment a second ago about how A Tribe Called Quest was one of the genres that was back in the 90s. And I heard your flow and it kind of sound like them with a, like you said, Latino twist. Now, listening to the new age rap with, you know, the mumble rapping and, you know, how Kanye West is acting a little bit loony uh, with his whole spin with uh, uh, Lil, Fli- uh, Lil Pump. Yeah. Uh, give me your perce- perception of where rap is going now with the reggaeton and the more hip hop rap. Tell me how you feel yeah. about those two uh, going into the future. Yeah, that's a great question, man, because I try not to throw anybody under the bus when I get this question. No, you and, can throw anyone I, you want I, under the yeah, bus. Yeah. This is uncensored. It's wide open, bro. We, we talk shit all the time about everybody that's out there. Don't worry, so feel free. The floor is all yours. <laughs> no, nah, no doubt. I'm going to give it to you as, as a buck fifty as I can. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm kind of let down. However, I'm happy. I'm let down because... Not that I'm to say I'm not nowhere near the illest lyricist. I've never bragged about that. I've not I'm not your nicest dude on the mic. I'm not your method man. I'm not red man or anything like that. I'm coming from a very straightforward, humble place. 
I'm let down because of the record companies and the guys that are green lighting these projects mm-hmm. yep. to terror to terrorize what we know to be our beloved hip hop culture. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because it starts there. Mm-hmm. And I think because they make them do a song and dance for for some money, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. forced to coon out. They're forced to coon out more. They're forced forced to wear dresses and 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 lipstick and all this other stuff just to get the deal now. So I'm let down in that aspect. And on the other level, on another hand, I I give them props because they they don't know how bad they really have it, and they turn it into something. Mm. So that just goes is a testament to their grind, really. Because mm-hmm. if a if a label head right now, for instance, and I'm saying no names here, I don't know, but there are those that seem like they they flipped hardcore. You see what I'm saying for the chance to get the deal. Mm-hmm. Whereas back in the day when they asked me to flip. I said, nah, and I left a half a million dollars on the table at Capitol Records. You stayed true. So there's dudes, yeah, there's dudes with integrity, then there's dudes that have no integrity, or they're just so fame whorish that they'll do whatever it takes, even if it means sucking a dick to do it, to get it in. <laughs> Whereas for, for guys like me, it was a limit to the shit I would do for this fame or for or for notoriety and 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 lo and behold for luckily for me my core fan base followed me over to where I was trying to go with it and now here I am on your podcast show telling you all about it so look, it kind of worked out yeah. looking back mm-hmm. on that though making that decision not to sell out and you know you stayed true to you now do you ever think about if you would have crossed the gray area to get your talent out to be more n- national not just in the United States, do you think My that would have you, you think that would have paid off that sometimes? Yeah. yeah, because yeah, I often think about that. Like, what would have I be like right now? And and I I'm gonna tell you, I'd probably be very soft, <laughs> very very fugazi with it. I'd yeah, be it's... very no. Nah, I'm just keeping it 100. I'd probably be very. I'd probably be in film by now. Mm-hmm. And and having a twinkle in my eye mm-hmm. and stuff like that and being very soft. But that's so, really what you, I think. However, I'd be paid out the frame. Yeah, because you made that comment just a second ago about being full gaze and be soft. And when you said that, I, I think about Ice Cube. You know, Ice Cube. You know, he's a gangster rapper. He, you know, he was part of uh, the NWA, and and he has so much and an image influence yeah. back in our culture back in the day. But now when you see him. If I tell my son who Ice Cube is, you'll think of the Disney movies or him being uh, part of, uh, like, kiddie shows. And if I tell him, hey, he was a gangster rapper, he was talking about, you know, killing the cops and all that stuff. I'm like, nah, that's not, that's not Ice Cube. You know, so you think you could have been able to been the Ice Cube of the Latin community? Oh, yeah. They were already trying to prep me for it. I did, wow. I did one movie role called a movie called Only the Strong. It was a song about Capoeira. Oh, I, I mean, it was movie. a movie yeah, about yeah. Capoeira. Yeah. And we shot it in Miami. Mm. And um, so they were they were prepping me already. And I think by now I would have probably have portrayed Roberto Clemente in a Roberto Clemente <laughs> film. No, no, and I'm saying this because they were already giving me those ideas and scripts back yeah. then. Okay. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, being so, the po- you're like the poster boy of Latino music and stuff at that time. I mean, 
And it just they're they're gonna ride it till you know milk you as much as they can till yeah. they get everything out of you. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, and you got to remember, this was the early stages of when they were trying to break guys down to look and sound like what they would sound like now. Yeah. So yeah. you got to remember that in the early '90s was when they was first trying to get you turned out. Oh. I do remember only the yeah. song though. That was a dope ass movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go back and right watch on. That Good look it up. <laughs> so that ended up being my only movie role because I walked away from it all. Yeah. And I had to do it because if not, I would have had to sacrifice everything else. Integrity, moral, yeah, probably my butt cheeks, all that. <laughs> hey, well, you get to go to sleep with a clean conscience, man. You know, That's no true, regrets. Man. You got that. You can't put a price on peace of mind. You know what I mean? So, That's true. And I'm sure your fans like us, well, you know, we appreciate it. Well, yeah, you can probably put a price on it. Sometimes different, you know what I mean? Like, Because <laughs> the money is so much different. When, you, when you're out in front of every light possible, you're raking in all the dough. But mm-hmm. when you go on, on a level where you're writing more underneath the radar of that 1%, yeah. excuse me, under that 1% radar, you know, and you're not at the upper echelon, the money's very different as well. True. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I, I'm happy with my decisions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I was able to, to still make a living. Mm-hmm. I'm just not an over-the-top Bender, because that's the only thing, the only difference between being a one percent guy who sold the fuck out to being an undergroundy, under the radar guy. The yeah. money's different. That's the only difference. The other thing, probably, why guys are scared to 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 not go back, or to or why they bite that forbidden fruit is because they're scared to go back to their hood and admit that hey, shit got weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. But um, I don't know, man. Let, let's let's switch it up a little bit, man. You're you're a big uh Raiders fan, LA sports fan, Dodger fan. Dodgers in the playoffs right now. Wait, hold on. Before you, I'm, I'm just I'm still thinking about the Ice Cube money, man. I don't know, oh. bro. I probably still. <laughs> that's a lot of money, man. Hey, long yeah, as you, hey, yeah, but, long as you yeah, keep breathing but. and waking up every single morning, opportunities are going to present themselves, bro. Yeah, so long as you stay motivated and stay inspired to go out there and, and promote your music. Uh, somebody will open the door for you, and it's when you're ready for and it. And speaking of, you got a new single out today, oh, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, I got a new record, a new single and video out today called Southgate, representing right. where I come from, the city I grew up in, L.A. And uh, that's out today, and it's now on iTunes. So check it out, pick it up, and, and drop me a comment on the video. It's oh, up sure. on YouTube now. No doubt. And uh, go support that Mellow Man Ace. And it's produced by my 22-year-old son. That's, That's what's, what's up. Keep up, it in the man. family, baby. I like that. I like that. Actually, you got know what? To. Speaking of the fam, I got a brother who's out in California. He's born, he was born here in Miami, but pretty much raised his whole life out there. He's out in the Pasadena, L.A. area. He's a big, uh, he's been, when I told Mellow Man Ace was coming out here, he was, he was excited. And he's <laughs> a big Cypress Hill fan, too. He's got, his kid's name is Havana. You know, kind of like your brother's kid, too. So he's, uh, he's hardcore as it gets, but. He asked me a question, and, it, and I wanted to ask you, how is it like being, like, how hard is it being a Cuban out on the West Coast? Because I, I was out in L.A. last year at the Dodger game for uh, Cuban Heritage Night, and I thought it was really cool, the vibe that they had at the stadium and everything like that. Um, you know, there was yeah. Cuban flags everywhere. Everybody was having a good time. And to see the, the Cuban community come out there, I thought that was really cool. Now, here in South Florida, we kind of take it for granted because there's Cubans everywhere you go. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. anywhere right. you look, you see Wait, it in the corner. Well, to answer that question, I, I would have to tell you that the hardest years were the 70s 
for a yeah. Cuban landing in L.A. Yeah. Why is because, that? Because, well, I'll tell you, because the Mexicans didn't understand why I was black but spoke better Spanish than them. <laughs> and, the, and the Morenos didn't like the fact that I had good hair and was light-skinned. All right. And spoke Spanish. So yeah. I had the I had the hat trick on them. So it was like it was fights every day. Damn. And I, I didn't understand where this was coming from. I'm new to this country and I didn't know like what that was about. So what we, we what we did and what we noticed was once we became famous, that just demolished all of that across the board. That's and true. people were able to be more acceptance of the fact that you had Sammy Sosa type niggas in this thing called rap. Um, and, and you just kind of made everybody come to your party. Cause when you're famous, everybody wants to come to your party yeah. and you break That's down true. a lot of stereotypes and negative, um, thoughts or whatever negative, uh, yeah, you know, negative yeah. stereotypes yeah. That, yeah. Mm -hmm. and perceptions that were out there. And they just see that you're just just like them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Never judge just a book by its cover, be multicultural. Baby. Yep. That's yeah, a lot of the same stuff. Because, my... uh, and for a lot of black brothers, you know, they don't understand that my blackness is as African as theirs. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So at that time, the 70s was a very difficult time. So by the time I got to the mid '80s to the late '80s, when I dropped my Spingong at '87, <laughs> every you know what I mean, mm -hmm. that started to break that down and and you know and 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 formed a unity amongst blacks and Latinos in my own neighborhood. And so we we would go around and spread that all over as, as many times as we could. And then as the '90s came in with the Mentirosa record, all that whole thing was gone. And everybody was like, come to our party, come to our party, and let's bring you over here. Let's take you around the world. Let's go, you know what I mean? Yep. So, it's funny sometimes you it takes a... No, I'm I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just saying, my, my, because my brother's from the same era as you, too, so he was telling me much the same thing. Now, he's, you know, he's light-skinned and stuff, but he, uh, but he was telling me the same thing. People looked at him, you know, there's Mexicans looking at him like, hey, why you, sp you know, you don't speak Spanish like us and stuff like that, so... It was definitely a, a lot of the similarities were there. Yeah. And yeah, he's my pingon. That's his yeah. jam too, bro. So you, just for you to <laughs> drop that, that's his jam right there. And by the way, uh, <laughs> big him up for me, big him up for me. Speaking about that Cuban community out in LA, shout out to Maria who actually connected the two of us to get you on the show today. So Maria, shout out to you. Oh Thanks. yeah, big shout out to her. Yeah, she got at me on Instagram. Yeah. And she, <laughs> as soon as she said it, yeah, and I, I checked her out. She's Cuban. I got to do it. I got to do it for my yeah. people. So that's just mandatory. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Now, now, okay, so we, 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 we are a sports show, believe it or not. That's usually what we talk about. But we always end up, you know, talking about everything else and, and then some. But we, Gus teased about it earlier. Yeah. Dodgers are in the playoffs. This is the third straight NLCS for them. Um, you're, I'm assuming you've been Dodgers since day one, right? Yeah, uh, Dodgers and Yankees. Okay. But yeah. mostly Dodgers because I live here. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually just the Cuban route, you know. Dodgers and Yankees. Those that's two, yeah, yeah. yeah same <laughs> far two west, teams, far man. north. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Cuban route. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, so yeah, this yeah. is this is you know the third straight NLCS. Last year, you know, went to seven games in the World Series. Heck of a series. Everything was going good, but you know, didn't get the outcome you want. I mean, what's your expectation now this season? This team and the guys on it right now. I mean, who who's 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 exciting you? Who's making you you know feel good that you know chances are up there? Besides, you know. Puig, you know what I mean? That's that's the Cuban uh, right. <laughs> Cuban Jesus right now. Besides besides Puig, I mean, 
you got to look at, you got to love that Manny Machado trade. Yep. You know, Magic Johnson oh, yeah. and his team are, are so on top of it and making sure that it stays, you know, here for a while. And so you got to love moves like that. And then you got to love, you know, um, oh, yeah, you got to love the acquisition of, of David Freeze and, and uh, Brian Dozier. Yep. These guys, you know, they, they, they're scrappers. And they get it in when somebody might be slumping. These guys come up with clutch hits. Yeah, that's that bench so you, in the playoffs. You got to love it. Yeah, yeah, no, you you definitely got to love it what they're doing out here. And I think, you know, Magic Johnson understanding what it takes to build a winner brought that to the organization. Because for for we've been in the wilderness for 30 years almost, right? Yeah, for 30 years since we last won it. Exactly. So, yeah. it's like when he he got a piece of the team, he realized I got to bring a Los Angeles Laker Jerry Bust like mentality to what these people do. And now he's, he stacked the team as comparable to an old Yankees team mm-hmm. of the seventies. You know what I mean? When you think of Chris Chambliss and, and Mickey rivers, and you think of Reggie Jackson and you think of Willie Randolph and Thurman Munson and Greg Nettles and Bucky Dent and all these guys, you can kind of compare it to that type of movement. Yeah, no, for sure. The, it, the squad right now, as it is, it's built for playoffs. It's a playoff squad. Like you mentioned, Dozier, uh, Max Muncy coming out of nowhere and having a you know bomb ass here. Look at Muncy. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So those guys and and the Yankees are the Yankees always do it. That's the kind of roster they always have. Like I, you know, I started yeah. looking. They got McCutcheon out there in left field, and Gus yeah. over here didn't even know McCutcheon was on the Yankees till Saturday so, night yeah. watching. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, what the fuck is McCutcheon doing uh, in the Yankee uniform? I thought he was a giant like like yesterday. I was actually surprised he knew he was a giant, but you know. <laughs> yeah, he was there for a for a heartbeat only, yeah. 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 but he knew he was gonna he was gonna opt. Yeah. And then they got guys like, you know, another Cuban, La Pantera, or what do they call him? La Pantera, oof. They, uh, Adeni Echeverria, which was a oh, former Marlin. He's etch. over there for defensive help. Like, they just have – they're stacked. You know, they're stacked with those kind of guys that you need to make the playoff run. And, uh, and Chapman, of yeah, course, yeah. For sure, yeah. man. I'm, 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 I'm hoping for Yankees-Dodgers World Series. That's that's – I mean, damn, that would yeah, be like we got some unfinished business from 1978 with the Yankees. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming that's what is that is that who you're pulling for? Dodgers, Yankees? Is that what you want to see? That's I would love to see that. I think it'd be great for baseball, and and it'd just be spectacular. Yeah, man, fuck the Red Imagine Sox. Imagine that. <laughs> Doesn't look like it's gonna happen though. Hey, give it time. Give it time. Well, Last we'll, night was a bad I game. I mean, the Yankees are still zero zero in the third inning, and and Sabathia's throwing a gem. Yeah, we, we got and, it. On. And so if they win today, the they force a game five. So yeah, it's still man. looking prominent. You yeah, played to win the game. Yeah, man. That's right. That's Captain right. Cheeseburger, bro. I, lo- I love CC, bro. So, Let me tell you, man. Um, You made the comparison of the Dodgers and the Lakers. And the Dodgers, they have that showtime feel. I feel, I feel like they do. You know, I, I don't know if you saw that uh commercial that Major League Baseball just put out with Ken Griffey Jr. about let the young guys play. Yes. And yeah, that commercial is yes. amazing. That's the best thing I feel like seen. the Dodgers... Uh, personify that perfectly. Well, you know what? I went to those Laker games back in the 80s, a few of them, and I got to see it. And now that you mention it, when you go to the stadium today at Dodger Stadium, it does have that feel. They even have a hip-hop DJ who spins between batters. Hell, they even play my music. That's what's up. Um, <laughs> at the stadium, you know, and Kid Frost records and stuff yeah. like that. And it definitely does have that it's showtime feel. Everything is a show here now. It's, 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 you know, the whole stadium's lit up. They've added lit up scoreboards and things that weren't there when I was a kid. 
and mm-hmm. it's electronic all over the place, right? Yeah. Um, and so you have the DJ who plays, you know, Kenley Jansen's come out music at the end, and it's all dramatical. And, you know, <laughs> California you know, Love, Dr. that's what it Dray, after, yeah. California Love, yeah, yeah. And so you see it and you feel it. And so when you're in the stands, and even if it's not going good for us, we always feel like we got this. You know, I think uh, L.A. and Miami are similar in that standpoint where you can't just win. You got to win with style. It has to be entertaining from a, from a, just has, a perception has to be point sexy. of view. It's got to be sexy. Yeah, the yeah. problem is we don't got the budget down here. The Marlins ain't, ain't got no money. Oh, no. You know, so it's nice to see you guys spending cash on players, and we're over here you know, watching Kristen Yelich potentially <laughs> become the second MVP that we trade away, you know, back-to-back. Back. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, with that in the Stanton trade, out, like yeah. you guys must be hating it. Yeah, that know. shit is depressing. But see, I, at least I got the Dodgers, though. So <laughs> I've been out, I went out, been out to, like, I think, like three Dodger games now. Uh, in the last couple of years, so I try to go out there, check it out. I love the vibe, man. I've been out there for the all-you-can-eat seats and everything, so I've been in the bleachers at the good <laughs> seats. Done all, it, like I said, I, I, I dig it. I really wish the people down here could experience that a little more, you know, winning. That'd be nice because yep. uh, it, it does sure, feel good, man. Sure. It does feel good. Now, winning cures everything, everything. man. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be having a shitty day at your job, but if your team wins – it it, it it all seems to be a little bit better. Yeah. That's shitty. <laughs> we, we've been feeling I mean? the shitty for a while now, though. So <laughs> yeah. Dolphins been killing us. Yeah, I don't know what happened to you guys. You guys had D. Gordon and you had uh, Yelich. Yeah. You had Stanton, and then it just little by little let all these guys go instead I, of giving them their paper. I blame LeBron. You know, <laughs> blame LeBron. For <laughs> I mean, if you own a team, how much more is it to just pay these guys? That's, you know what I mean? That's what I said, and especially yeah. with Yelich and the favorable contract that he had, I thought giving him up for Lewis Brinson, which is what we got, and he yeah. he didn't even hit 180 this season. Nope. You know, like it's just it's tough to watch. Scared. Scared money don't make money. Yeah, man, and that's the point, oh, yeah, man. man. I mean, hopefully, that Christian Yelich is a yeah, good-looking ball player. Good. He's really yeah, good, man. man. And just hopefully Jeter, you know, figures it out and, and really invests because we've been done dirty by the last, like, three owners that we've had mm, that yep. just come in here and use this team as an ATM to fill their pockets. But hopefully, mm. hopefully, you know, we'll see a turnover and, and some positivity come out because th- this is a baseball market. It's just it's also a winner's market. So if the team's not winning, people don't go, unfortunately. It's just too much to do. On a Friday night, on a Thursday night, you yeah. know, on the weekend and stuff like that. Now, yeah, you know, Cubans, they don't want to go to see some losers. No, for sure, man. That's, know, what man. that's what they all are. You start telling them, exactly like nah, that, right? Now, so, okay, so, so we, we talk Lakers. Now, I want to ask you, I heard you're, you're a Raiders fan. <laughs> Raiders, Rams, Patriots. Okay. I got a lot of few teams that okay. I fuck with. All right. So, so, I mean, obviously, it's a good time in L.A., man. Damn, you got like, I was actually a couple weeks ago on the show, we were talking yeah. about it, and I was mentioning, I think right now, the sports town in the country, in, in the country, in the USA right now, has got to be Los Angeles. You know, you got so much excitement in we every got sport. LeBron. We got yeah. LeBron. Yeah. LeBron, is that, that, yeah. that whole yeah. Lakers show thing is going to be ridiculous this season. That's going to be, like, the most must-watch TV you can have. But I'm more excited about Lance Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> That guy's a clown, bro. I love it. But, uh, yeah, you got you got the Lakers. You got – and in baseball, obviously, you got the Dodgers. You still got – even though I, what I learned being in L.A., no, nobody's an Angels fan. That's that's the other people. <laughs> yeah, you, <know? laughs> you got to be on the other side of the 605 freeway to exactly. fuck with that. But, but still, they – But even, you know what I mean? For me, it's all Cali, though. Yeah. From the Oakland A's to the San Francisco Giants and everything, as long as California is, is repped, mm-hmm. that's what I care about, really, as a sports fan. A fan, as a fanatic, like I don't really take it all serious and like, 
to the heart because I'm not getting paid, family. You <laughs> feel me? So nope. I'm going to cheer for the guy from California who makes it, whether it's uh, the San Diego Clippers when they were here or mm-hmm. if it was, you know, the San Diego Chargers who also moved here. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm happy for that. There's a lot of guys that'll be like, no, I'm strictly Raiders. I'm strictly, oh, I'm going to fucking yell right, you know? That's great for you, but it's I don't take it that serious, man. Like, I'm not getting paid, man. I got you. See, I'm a I fan. Have... I'm a fucking wannabe baseball player <laughs> in my mind. You know what I mean? See, if I I'm have... lucky, I get to play on a Tuesday night softball team just oh, to get it in. Oh, that's what's up. Now we're talking. You know oh, what I mean? Gotta, yeah. We got to start yeah, a softball team. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm such a wannabe baseball player in my mind, but it's not that serious. Is that yeah. your first love? Is it baseball when it comes to sports? Absolutely, yeah. I was being scouted by Mike Brito, who used to be the scout for the Dodgers with the with the speed Damn. gun behind home plate. Yeah, I used yeah. to play in his league back in the 70s and early 80s, and he would come up there, and, and you know, our coaches would tell me that he was scouting me and all that. Um, and then, you know, I just dropped the ball because I, I was a dummy in the classroom, not like your guy who played for the Colts there. Yeah. But, um, mm. you know. I was a dummy in the classroom, so I I used the jokes to get out of shit, you know. And lo and behold, that C average thing came in, and I couldn't make the grade. So I lost my opportunity to be perhaps a Dodger, and that's when they went and got Pedro Martinez and his brother. Uh, Yeah, no, absolutely. See, I I, I suffered from the same thing, except I just wasn't a good player. (laughs) <laughs> I definitely, I was a big fan, but I, I didn't have the skill. But that's that's the thing, yeah. though. I was. Yeah. No, that, that's, I was. that's tough. That's that's. I saw I saw Mike Brito the other day at the stadium, and I asked him, "Hey, man, you remember me? I was from this park. I was in your league, 1980, 1981, blah blah blah." And he goes, "Are you the? You know?" I said, "I had a, a great curveball. That's why you liked about me." He goes, "Wait a minute, is that you?" <laughs> I go, "Yeah." He goes, "You got fat." <laughs> I said you fucking cocksucker Oh my goodness That's the best way to end a conversation right there. But that's my oh, Cuban shit. brother He's my yeah. Cuban elder I had to respect it He was right I did gain some weight man yeah, hey. It's all good though You know We all, we all mature right? I like hey, we to call all, it maturing hey, Yeah I, When I had my son man I, I picked up some weight too So it Man don't it listen to this guy you know I mean? no. no no seriously Don't listen to this guy's in I mean, a Adonis Cuban, over here bro, Yeah this of guy's course, got a six-pack, has a six-pack on it, man. I'm not, I'm not stuff, kidding, but this guy's a freak. You know, Gus and I, yeah, we, we, you know, we're suffering from the same maturity issue. Yeah, but, we're, uh, we're on the wrong side of 30. <laughs> <laughs> but Denard over here, not, nah, man. He's all excited. Yeah, with all, with all the pork and the fried plantains, we, come on, man. Sure, Who's going to sleep for 28 waste for the rest of their life? Nah. <laughs> Fritanga every day, dog. Yeah, <laughs> <I know. laughs> what's, the, what's, the, what's that bakery out in California? Is it Portos? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's our version of of Carreta. Yep, oh, okay. <laughs> went out there. It was good. It was, I'm telling you, it's just as good as down here. So it's, yeah. it's doing nice. How far is that place from uh, uh, Culver City? What's that? From Culver? Oh, Bordeaux, from Culver City. You're looking yeah. at about a good 30 minute drive, bro. Okay, that's okay. not bad. That's not bad. I, I'm no longer in Culver City though. Yeah, because that's where I'm going to be located in November. Because I'm going to be working at NFL Network. So. I'm just trying to get oh, the good wow. spots, bro. When I'm when I'm down in Cali, yeah, you have to throw that in there. Yeah, yeah. Look at hey, what's your what's what's your last name, brother? Davis, D A V I S. So I would know you. You was a defensive back, wasn't you? Yes, sir. There you go. <laughs> no, and and since we're talking, since we're touching on football still, and you're an Oakland Raiders uh, fan, and they're in Cali now, 
you know. Now I, remember, I said Raiders, Rams, Rams and Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Raiders, Rams, and Patriots. That is true. That <laughs> He's is not going to be hurt too much when they go to Vegas. I but, and I was going to say, you know, I'm they're cool. taking them from Oakland to Vegas instead of letting them go to L.A. and let one of those other teams go to Vegas. You know how? Yeah. How does it feel right now to see Oakland not playing well, giving John Gruden all that money? The Rams playing well with a lot of young guys. Coach that's younger than us, man. Exactly. 32 or something? And Yeah. And the San Diego Chargers still getting it done with a veteran quarterback as Philip Rivers. LA Chargers, bro. LA Chargers. Yeah. That is true. See, you got it's you still correct having, me. I'm still, still so feels weird San Diego. Great yeah. question. Great question. I'm going to tell you, you know, for the Raiders fan, everybody's mad that they traded the defense basically in Khalil Mack yes. and gave the coach yep. all the money. Obviously, the coach wasn't the answer because we were already scratching the the surface to the playoffs yeah. last year. Yeah, because if Chris, Car- uh, if Eric, uh, not Derek Carr, if he never gotten hurt, y'all guys would have pushed real deep into the playoffs that year. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So here comes Gruden. They give him all this money, and it's it's like if all the players like after Khalil left, it's like the players said, "Fuck it, if they trade him, one of us is next to go too." Exactly. So they're not really pushing like that. It's almost like they're losing on purpose to get rid of the coach. It's oh, kind of starting man. to feel like that, man. And it sucks because Chucky gave up, like, the best job in sports. I mean, the guy worked one day a week on Monday Night Football, yep. got paid more than anybody in, in, in that industry. I think he was making even more than he's making now as a coach. You know, just cake. Got to do commercials for, what is it, Coronas Corona. and yeah. all these other yep. things. <laughs> yep. And now, man, he's just, like, there's a, just, you know, there's a whole city right now of unhappy people. And Raider Nation is, you know, not happy, bro. That black hole's going to suck him up. Yeah. And, and yeah, most definitely. And I mean, if you really think about it, Gruden is a coach at heart. Mm-hmm. So even if he was making more money, he'd rather be on the sidelines yelling. Yeah, yes. for sure. You yeah. know what I mean? I'll tell you what, That's man. just the kind of guy he is. <laughs> He's wired that way. Yeah. But he... it's neither here nor there if the team's not winning. That's true. You know what I mean? And now that the fact they're moving to, to, to Vegas, you mean to tell me you're going to put a bunch of young Hormone heavy, <laughs> rich niggas in Vegas and expect them not to fuck up. That's bro, be you're looking yeah. at a, you know what I mean? That's you're the double red light jeopardizing district, everything. That's the red light district all day, man. It's, t- it's tough, man. Because exactly. You, you got dollar hole up over there in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, if that's true. You, you, you listen, you go in Vegas, you land at the airport, bro. They got pamphlets like trying to get escorts, man. Right man, off the bat. It's that bad, yeah. bro. Right off the bat. But it's crazy because the Vegas hockey team, you know, made it all the way to Stanley Cup in the first first season. That's crazy, man. So you know there's a fan base there. It's just how do you avoid temptation? That's the big thing. I don't know how. That's a great question. I'm glad I'm not the one. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that Vegas team is going to be like. If it were me, I'd be on my yacht even if there wasn't (laughs) no water. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no water in Vegas, man. Like, I'd be on my yacht in my yard just fucking making it ring you and did it, it's so funny too because two years three years ago roger goodell you know stood on his podium and said that he made the emphasis of that we won't never put a team where betting or influencing the players to make yep. uh poor choices to uh that could affect the integrity of the game, game yeah. the game and now you know the bottom line is the dollar sign bro yeah, man now that betting is legal too yeah I mean, yep. yeah forget about it yeah, no, not everything's like flipping, and they always go against what the fuck they say, just like the yeah. church. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they just like the church, man. You know what I mean? And they go against. I remember when I first came to this country, and they would say being gay is an abomination in, at the church. Yeah. 
Next thing you now as you fast forward, they're losing some money in the 90s and 2000s. Oh, yeah. did we say that? Wow, yeah. you're more than welcome. <laughs> Come on in. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That money talks. Man. That money definitely talks. Man. Our bad. Yep. <laughs> hey, well, Melo, man, I wanna I wanna thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time and and uh and you know hanging out with us here. Uh, once again, if you're if you're for those that are listening, make sure to follow Melo on Instagram and Twitter at Melo underscore man underscore ace. Check out his new his new single that dropped today, Video Southgate, available. You can, where, where can people find that? On YouTube right now? Man, it's on the video's on YouTube, mm-hmm. and, of course, they can get it at iTunes and all the digital platforms Perfect. for this modern-day bullshit. Awesome, That's what's awesome. up. Hey, y'all show my boy some love. Hey, peace. Hey, thank you so much again. You're welcome back on the show whenever you want. Just hit us up, and we'd love to have you back. Thank you, Gus. For Appreciate sure, you sure. guys, man. No Great. problem, no problem, man. Have a good one. Enjoy. Thanks. All right. I nah. I think that went very well. I like that yeah, guy, man. man. Yeah, I like too. him a lot. Shout out to Mellow Man Ace. Thanks again to Mellow Man Ace for joining us. And if and once again, Mellow Man Ace, follow him on Instagram, follow him on Twitter at Mellow underscore man underscore ace. Check him out. Check out his new single. Uh, look for it on iTunes, everything. Check out the video on YouTube uh, and all digital media. Southgate. Uh, represent over there. That's right. I, I I hope he comes back. I hope he joins us. He should yeah, come here. Come in studio. I got yeah. his number. Do a show. Yeah, bro. Do a show. Call Maria. I'll harass him. Let her know. <laughs> <laughs> right. But anyway, thanks again to him and uh and thanks to Gus for uh for, for not playing any sounds this whole um this he whole uh, he, played he played like seven. There we go. We yeah. got some there. You know I got one Kawhi laugh this whole show today. <laughs> one. <laughs> one Kawhi laugh. Uh, why do you want to beat that into the ground for? Yeah, that's why I don't let you control the sounds. You gave me hey, one. You that's let him touch that keyboard. It's yeah. going to right. burn up. To the it keyboard will. Nazi over here. Like, you know, just play one sound. One sound. I'm actually, done. Anyway. Keyboard, keyboard's not working right now, actually. Oh, that's why. <laughs> that's why. You know? He's over here bogarting hey, all the sounds. It, it looks like the Yankees are about to lose, bro. Yeah, well, hey. we'll see. But anyway. It's top thanks. of the ninth, bro. Top of the ninth. Yankees are down 4 1. Yeah. Doesn't anyway. look good. Tune in and uh, see who wins. Thanks to <laughs> Gus for, for joining us, for, for, for not playing any sounds. TD, thank you so much for, for coming at strong. Whoop, whoop. And uh, thanks to Magic City Casino, Magic City High Life. Go out there, check it out, live the high life. Check out our boy TD, who's, uh, who'll be back on the court starting tomorrow. Still in yep. first place. Still in first place. Yep. Go make some money. Insider tip here. Pick him to win. You'll probably do all right. That's, That's right. Pro tip right there. I Hashtag agree. Hashtag pro tip. Okay. So, yeah, thank us later. Throw us a cut. And uh, Gus, hit the horns. Send us home. You live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la.